Gwyneth Paltrow turned her bougie newsletter into a $250 million media juggernaut and became the woman everyone loves to hate. But that's all part of the plan. It's a counterintuitive playbook, and she is riding it to the top. I'm going to tell you all about it. Before we get to that, I'm going to ask you the same thing I ask you every episode. If you're loving the content that I am sharing, if you're enjoying it, if you're getting any value at all, I ask for one thing. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating or review. Tell your friends, tell anybody that you think would get some value out of it, just like you do. That's all I ask. And now let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, so I'm going to take you back to 2008 right now. Gwyneth Paltrow, y'all know who Gwyneth is, so I'm not going to tell you about that, but Gwyneth starts a newsletter from her kitchen table. And I remember at the time years ago, I saw her in an interview and, and the reporter asked her why she started this newsletter. And she said it was because she felt very privileged that she was growing up with a lot of really cool experiences, more money than her friends. And she was exposed to lots of cool things. So she just wanted to share it. It was just a recreational thing, nothing that she thought she was going to make money at, or at least not at the time. So what is she doing in this newsletter? She's dishing about her favorite things like the cutest coffee shops in London, the best gelato stands in Florence, plus recipes, fashion tips, things that she sees on the red carpets, fashion shows, trends, and a lot more. Basically, all the stuff that you definitely need to know if you want to live like GP. It starts with just friends and family, but within a couple years, she's got 150,000 subscribers. The cat is out of the bag and Gwyneth's about to cash in. So fast forward to 2012 now, Goop turns on the money machine. Four years in, it starts with an online store pushing a $95 t-shirt and those sell out very fast. It's limited edition and they sell out in no time. So next, the team kicks off weekly drops. These are collabs between Gwyneth and guest brands. So someone will come out with an idea for a t-shirt, a co-brand in some way, Gwyneth's name is on it. They sell it through the Goop newsletter and through their online store. And this little e-com business keeps on growing into multi-channel commerce. So multi-channel commerce, meaning it's not just online, it's also physical stores. They sell things at events. There's also advertising, conferences, and publishing. Last year, this is in 2022, Goop racked up sales of over $80 million. So how is this happening? How exactly is Gwyneth building this community that people love Goop? Well, for one thing, to understand why so many people love Goop, you need to understand that a whole lot of people absolutely hate it. They mock it. It's the butt of their jokes. They think it's a total farce. In fact, a lot of people think it's a scam. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But they think it's a joke. It's a nutty caricature of the most privileged people indulging in the most frivolous luxuries. And Gwyneth, Gwyneth sees this, and she leans into it hard. She plays up on that. Goop is aspirational to a fault. It's unapologetic about the excess. It's oozing with coastal cool, wearing elitism like a badge of honor. It's ridiculous. And at the same time, it's awesome. It's totally unapologetic. 
Part of building a brand community that people love is accepting that haters gonna hate. It's not for everyone, but it works for goop. Now, there's obviously a celebrity spark. It's easy to write this company off as a success solely because of its star founder. But that brings up an obvious question. What do you guys think of Blake Lively's media company? What do you think of Tyra Banks's media company? Now, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but both of these ladies who are very talented, they both have media companies also. They're both very famous and they didn't take off, right? It doesn't matter that you're famous. That gives you a spark at the beginning, but it certainly doesn't carry you through to the end. Media is hard. It's really, really hard. And there's a graveyard filled with celebrity projects that crashed and burned before they ever had a chance to take off. Star power definitely helps. It's a spark, but you need to have rocket fuel. You got to have it. All right. Let me give you a few takeaways that I have learned from the Gwyneth Paltrow Goop story and what you can apply and make this a bigger conversation about how you can steal this playbook. So first, let's unpack the Goop community playbook. Now, the first thing is they have a lot of clickbait products. And if you've seen the newsletter, if you've read anything about it, y'all know what I'm talking about. Spray that repels vampires. They have a candle that smells like Gwyneth's private parts. It's actually called This Candle Smells Like My Vagina. That's what they named it. And a few wacky products drive millions and millions of dollars in earned media. They know what they're doing. They're not stupid. You know, it's kind of funny. I remember hearing a story about Mickey Drexler. Mickey Drexler was the CEO of J. Crew and also the CEO of Gap. Very, very famous businessman, very famous merchant and fashion executive. And I remember hearing Mickey Drexler talk one time about how he likes putting yellow in the stores. He likes making yellow hoodies, yellow pants, yellow jacket, but only a few. And he likes to do this so that he can put yellow at the top here, yellow at the bottom there. And so when you're walking by, let's say a J. Crew, this is going back, you know, 15 years, you're walking by a J. Crew store and when you look inside, you see spatterings of color, yellow, orange, bright red, and that draws you in. It's not that you're going to buy that merchandise, but that merchandise draws you in. That's the equivalent. That's the real physical world equivalent of clickbait, right? It's not that you necessarily are going to buy this product, or maybe you are going to buy the product. They don't really care about that. What they do care about is that it's clickbait that brings you in because you've read about this sensational product they're selling. So clickbait products, a lot of people write off goop because they sell you know, outrageous things. They're not stupid. They're selling those outrageous things for a reason, and it works. It drives millions in earned media. It's data-driven commerce. So Goop creates content, then watches closely to see what people want, and that's what they sell you, right? If you click on something, if you click on, I'm interested in moisturizers, I'm, inter- I'm interested in conditioners, I'm interested in sunscreen that's clean sunscreen without the chemicals, I'm interested in baby formula, whatever that is, that's what they are gonna sell you. So it's data-driven commerce. And this is really important. The beauty, when it works, the beauty of doing content to commerce is that the content informs what you're gonna sell. It's like having a, a survey taken before you ever buy products to put in your store. And finally, it's a contrarian community. So 
Gwyneth is not going for a sea of sameness. She's not trying to be Martha. She's not trying to be Oprah. She's not trying to be Brene Brown. She's exactly who you think she is. And she's cool. She's totally cool if you're not into that. In fact, if you're not into that, it's good because there are people that are going to be really into that and they're going to like the fact that they are sort of in a club that you don't approve of. People like the idea of being part of a counterculture culture community. That's the whole basis of rock and roll. That's the basis of Harley Davidson. That's the basis of so many communities that are successful is that they're counterculture. And that is definitely what Gwyneth is going for. Quick break while I tell you about DemandScope. This is my new agency where we help you blow up your social media so you can blow up your income. DemandScope works with entrepreneurs and business owners to develop their personal brands across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and beyond. Using the power of personal brand building to drive your business forward in a big way. It's time to turn your social media feed into a customer acquisition engine. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. All right, so there are a bunch more really interesting things that I think you can take out of this story. Put aside the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow is famous, put aside the fact that Goop talks about stuff that's controversial, although we'll come back to that in a second. I just want to start at the very top here with a really simple idea, and that is she started with a newsletter. And I love the idea of starting with something as simple as a newsletter. It doesn't need to be a newsletter. It could be something else. But the point here is that building a community about something, about some topic, doesn't need to be crazy. And you don't have to worry about the fanciest mechanisms of getting your message out. Too much of the time, entrepreneurs or people who want to start something, fire up an organization, fire up a movement, they get very complicated. They get very fancy early on. And Gwyneth Paltrow, who certainly had the means to do whatever she wanted, she could have invested $5 million and built a fancy website on day one or invested in a whole a big team or whatever. But all she started by doing was sitting at her kitchen table, writing a newsletter, probably on like super basic software, like Constant Contact or whatever. I remember, I think I was using iContact back in 2008, iContact.com. I don't know if still around. But the point is starting super simple with building a community is all you have to do. There's a lot more options today. Obviously you could do it on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. But the idea of starting with something very simple and just focusing on the messaging, focus on building your your community. Don't get fancy early on. You don't need to. Simple is better. The other thing I like is that she went for this crazy, absurd, aspirational viewpoint very early on. In fact, I bet you that at the beginning, Gwyneth didn't even realize that what she was putting out there was so was so kind of outer space. Like people can't even relate to this. You're talking about a great gelato shop in Florence. Like when am I going to go to Florence? Most people would say, right? Like, and if I'm in Florence, do I really want to know about the gelato shop? I mean, don't I want to see maybe Michelangelo's David or shouldn't I be getting some broader tour guide than the gelato stand? But the idea here is that she was writing it for a certain audience and she was writing this newsletter for an aspirational audience who wanted to get there. Not for everybody. 
Again, not for everybody. Gwyneth Paltrow could have easily said, you know, I'm going to do a newsletter just for women, women's lifestyle. But that's dumb because what you really want to do is niche and then niche down and then niche down more. So she was writing for people who were interested in fashion and travel and luxury and probably were also women and probably were also either aspirational or had a bunch of money to spend. And this is a really smart thing because again, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and you're like, who's the target for your product? And the answer inevitably is, oh, everyone, anyone, oh, all, all people, anybody who owns a house, anybody who has a business, right? Anybody who wears clothes. And that's like, you really haven't thought about this. You've got to niche down and then sub niche and then sub sub niche down. Going for this, you know, we're trying to appeal to everyone doesn't work. And again, that's something that Gwyneth did, whether it was on purpose or by accident, she did it really well. I'll give you another one. I love the idea that she went counterculture. I love the idea that when people started making fun of Goop, and it really was and still is in many circles, a laughing stock, in terms of it's just kind of farcical how they you know go over the top with like a candle that smells like your vagina or some silly mask that is supposed to accomplish some you know it's it's all very hocus pocus but she's doing it in a counterculture way for the audience that wants that and it's not for everybody and if you think it's dumb that's fine you're allowed to think it's dumb but there's someone who's going to think it's smart and this is also why you know we see this in all kinds of areas of life we see it in politics we see it in religion we see it in just different lifestyle choices where you live or if you're going to move somewhere or your kids going to a certain school you have people that are on let's say diametrically opposed sides of an issue right i believe a you believe b and let's say a and b are so far apart that there's no middle ground here that's okay that's human nature there's a lot of people in the world we all have our own flavors some of us like the steak some of us want to get the chicken some of us want to have ice cream for breakfast and some of us want to have ice cream for dessert and some of us just you know get sick at the thought of ice cream so there's something for everybody And again, going back to this point of niching down, but also going counterculture. It's okay if you say, well, you know, here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I want to do. Here's a community that I want to build, but I'm just not sure that there's anybody else out there. Listen, guys, we're in the age of the internet. There are communities for everything. If you're interested in crochet or knitting, if you're interested in racing, if you're like, it doesn't make a difference. There's communities for everything in every niche. And if it's counterculture, even better. And the last thing I want to cover, probably the most important thing of all, is this idea that only somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow could have done this. Oh, how did she build Goop? How did it become a $250 million valuation company? How are they making $80 million a year? Oh, it's because she's famous. That is such a lazy, cop-out, amateur answer. That is so lazy. She is not successful because she's famous. Yeah, it gave her a head start at the beginning. But you know how many people out there have been have managed to build these amazing brands off of their community and they were able to build their communities, not when they were famous, but they actually became famous because of their communities. I'm going to give you a couple examples right now. Emily Wise. 
Emily Wise, who is the founder of Glossier, and Glossier, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R, turned into an e-commerce company. They make products, D2C products. But before that, it was just a blog. And you had this woman, I don't think she was famous beforehand. Maybe she, well, I have no idea actually, but I never heard of her. Certainly wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow famous. Beforehand, Emily Wise was a normal person, built this community. And then on top of that, built a billion dollar business, billion dollar valuation business called Glossier. Uh, and I think her blog was called Into the Gloss. So that's an example of someone who essentially did something that as big, maybe bigger than Gwyneth Paltrow, not famous, built a community anyways. Another one, Emma Chamberlain, Chamberlain Coffee. Now, I don't know anything about the background of Emma Chamberlain. I know she's an Instagram influencer. I don't know what she did before that, if she had any public notoriety at all, but she's got 16 million followers on Instagram now, and I'm sure she's big on, on other platforms too. And she's got Chamberlain Coffee, a huge coffee brand with 543,000 followers on Instagram, and I'm sure many, many millions in sales. Yeah, she was a YouTube influencer also before that. So she's a YouTube influencer and her coffee company just closed $7 million in funding. So again, I'm sure she's done really well with this. It's just coffee, people. It's coffee. This is not rocket science. Here is somebody building a community and then launching something that makes sense to that community. So I share these stories because I want you to know that building a community and then building a brand or a business on top of that and doing great things with it is totally possible. I'm thinking about this a lot these days because as you guys know, I launched DemandScope, demandscope.co, which is an agency that helps people build their personal brands. Primarily, we're working with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, executives. But what I'm seeing across the board, and I just want to get this point out there, is that people think that building a personal brand is a huge slog and it's not worth it. And one of those things is totally wrong. Is it a slog? Yes. It's not easy. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. But there are ways to do it. I talk about it. I have courses on my website, free courses, so you can learn how to do it yourself. But it is totally worth it. It is totally worth it because the world opens up to you in such a new and exciting way. And your aperture of opportunity is just blown out of proportion. It really, really is amazing what you can do when you build an audience and when you build a brand for yourself. Opportunities come in all shapes and sizes. So that is the story of Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. And that is the story of building a business on a personal brand. And there are so many more stories. I'm going to be sharing them with you in the weeks and months to come. I hope you guys love this stuff. I do. You can get more at johndavids.com. Follow me across all social. You can get my social handles at johndavids.com. And I will talk to you guys next time.